Boy, those low clouds moving in just about sun up and they just refuse to leave. It's your boy Jay-Z. Grab your hookah. Grab your shisha. It's time to smoke. Let's see. Um, just let you know, I have not been watching Game of Thrones. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm over it at this point. I just kind of want it to be over. just done. Yeah, I'm still at, I think I did episode four of season one, or episode five, one or the other, and it's just, I don't know, man. Once I started Criminal Minds, that's a pretty good show. That is a pretty good show. <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy that show. What if, like, Game of Thrones is just all a big, like, dream? What if the ending is just like, oh, it was just the dog's dream? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wonder, because I, I believe now, like I said in the Game of Thrones podcast... I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I have not read any of the books, but I'm pretty sure that this season is not like, like there's no book for this one, right? The the latest one? Yeah. No, they haven't had a book since for like the past like two or three seasons, I think. Okay, so yeah, so they could really just do whatever they wanted to, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's what's not great. <laughs> so they could theoretically have it be a dream from a dog. Yeah, you could be onto something. I hope it's that. He might have spoiled it for everyone. Dude, that, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> uh, do, you think, great... do you think people would actually be upset about it? Oh, yeah. People would be pissed. Like, hardcore pissed. Hmm. Oh, yeah. What if it was just a... Uh, what if it was just a cliffhanger? Like, the series never really wrapped up. It was, what if? That is some Sopranos, like, just cuts, like, mid-sentence. Yeah. I would... I would burn down the world i put so much i put years of my life into this show uh that's how it felt with uh walking dead and then after like the hundredth episode that's when i lost my girl she just she was not wanting to watch any more of it so i tried watching a few more episodes after that and i don't know man i don't know if it was just because they reminded me that i've watched a hundred episodes or what but it was just like wait a minute I haven't really gotten anywhere in this show. There's a lot of walking around, a lot of talking, a lot of talking, and then a lot of talking. And I was just like, man, not a lot of zombies. Speaking of lots and lots of talking, you're listening to the Hukashisha podcast. Oh, yeah. We're on. Oh, yeah. We're doing that thing. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it again. Yeah. This is the episode that's called What If? Because if you didn't hear from the beginning, we've been just throwing out some what if scenarios and We've got some more what-if scenarios later on in this podcast, and uh, you are once again listening to a podcast from two people that work at Hookah Shisha, the best online Hookah Shisha shop online. What? We're not biased. <laughs> We're not biased at all. No, the best Hookah Shisha shop online. <laughs> the best Hookah Shisha shop. We are one of two Hookah Shisha shops. <laughs> uh, uh, the best Hookah site online is us. I'm just tooting my own horn right now, but yeah, I am Smoker Pass, and um, I do some stuff on the site, and right now we have a charcoal sale, and charcoal is all on sale, <laughs> and that is going until, uh, we actually extended it, it was going to be like a little weekend thing, and then it's been extended through to the uh, to the end of Friday, and uh, I am joined here by... My name is Sean. You guys have probably heard me before if you listen to this podcast or if you just call in on the phones, because that's me. I'm there. Customer service. Help answer phone calls. Help help you guys fix some issues. Answer questions you, you, you guys may have. Awesome. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I don't know what else to say. That's, all, that's, a, that's what I do. I also 
do other things like listen to music and play video games but that's you know ah that's nice oh yeah it's you know this is a this is a seamless intro (laughs) well let's jump to uh what you're smoking uh yeah just smoking a whole bunch of meth just so (laughs) so much meth no uh i am smoking uh haze peach cooler that was in my bowl last week but uh this time around it is the only flavor in my bowl Uh, i forgot yeah i forgot to pick up shisha at work today so I uh I don't really have anything at my house other than peach cooler, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, and then smoking out of a Regal Prince with the uh, Vitria Two, the metal one with the Lotus Two on top, and just with a pretty standard aluminum D hose, nothing crazy there. Nice. What are you smoking nice. on? Um, this is funny that you're smoking a single flavor bowl because I am doing the exact same. Uh, last week we introduced some new Zomo flavors. And um, I decided to give one a try and, that I had never had before, and it is Dragon Wall. And it is powerful. Um, it is a Asian pear with melon blend, and it's supposed to have like a pinch or undertone of peach. But surprisingly, you get a lot of peach when you smell it. I mean, you smelled it as well. It smelled like peach rings. And once you start smoking, this thing is pretty strong with the peach, but then out of nowhere, it starts to kind of unravel and become a nice tasty tasty treat and i have this inside of the uh Odeman travel hookah the little into hookah um, we actually just received some more Odemans back in stock the glass hookahs from turkey and we got this little tiny 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 little uh glass Odeman hookah the Odeman micro so that's uh, gonna be on the site this week so uh, check that out if you like travel hookahs, if you're looking to go somewhere this summer. This one's a nice little portable one. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I'm rocking. I am using a uh, aluminum D-hose because that's the hose I always use. Um, the bowl that I am using is the Alpaca Apache Hookashisha Edition. And I've got that with foil and Coco Brico XL Cubes. Boom. Woo. Good call. Those XL Cubes are solid, man. Yeah. Nice. I will nice say with, with that Dragon Wall, though. With the Dragon Wall, you mentioned it was what, Asian pear, peach, and what? So Asian pear, which is basically just like a pear melon uh, kind of blend, and then it has a pinch of peach. Yeah, I I don't believe that it's a pinch of peach, because uh, when I smoked it off of your hookah in the office uh, last week, that was what, probably what, 20 minutes into the session? It was all peach for me. (laughs) It was all peach, didn't taste anything else. And it was strong. It, is it was very strong. Very, very strong. I was blown away. I was like, yeah, this is one of those flavors where you can, like, if you just want, like, a mint fruity bowl, that one you only need to pinch off just a little bit of Dragon Wall and then use the rest with mint because that is a very, very powerful flavor. But, yeah, check it out, Zomo. Um, it is all fresh flavors, all new cuts, and uh, nice and juicy. There we go. So, uh, yeah, that's... Um, that's what's on the site right now as far as new stuff. I mean, we are we are loading up for a very tasty, tasty summer. There's new flavors coming in. There's new charcoal coming in. Like I said before, we've got Zomo online. And um, we actually just got two things from Fumari. Um, we actually got some Fumari charcoal, which is the Quicksilver charcoal. Um, like you've, you've had Silver Tab session before, I'm sure. 
I have I have dabbled in the silver tab sessions. Um, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of them, but uh, I you know I did have a good experience a long time ago with them on a bowl that I did not pack. Maybe I just <laughs> haven't figured out how to do it yet. But yeah. uh, they're they're a different type of charcoal. These are uh, Japanese yeah, tabs. Is the uh, the style is uh, there's little break off tabs. Um, they come in like a set of three, like on a stick, and you can just break them off. Uh, they light pretty fast, like three minutes. Extremely or so. fast, like yeah. to the point where like you put them on the burner, walk away for 15 seconds, and you're like, oh, God, my coals. <laughs> yeah, so if you're looking for an instant start to your session, uh, these are definitely the coals to use. But they are a low-heat charcoal, so this is going to be one of those ones that kind of preserves the flavor, uh, and they're kind of the flavor. They're actually the type of charcoal that the... Um, the creator of Tangiers uses for uh, his sessions. He uses Japanese tab coals because it's just like a nice little low heat. You can smoke your Tangiers bowl forever. It's not the cloudiest session, but you're definitely going to be getting a lot of flavor. Um, you can increase the heat, of course, by adding more tabs. And also, the tabs can actually self-light from another tab. So if you're starting to get to the end of your coal and you want to get some more you can just break off another tab and just set it right on top of the lit charcoal and it will actually light itself it does take a little bit longer to light from another piece of charcoal than it would be like on a burner but they still light relatively quickly like just on top of a, of another piece of charcoal so they also dropped off their new caribbean colada so uh pina colada is definitely a a high Highly requested flavor. Any sort of pineapple, pineapple cream. Have you had have a you, chance to try uh, I was about to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> I heard, I heard um, that. Have you... Uh... Have you... Uh... Yeah, I, uh... so I haven't smoked it on its own, and I haven't actually smoked a full session of it. I haven't packed a bowl myself of it. A buddy of ours was uh, hanging out, and we uh, he packed a bowl of it, and I think he mixed it with some Haze Carnival Nights. Um, it's pretty good, not going to lie. It was, uh, I don't normally go for like colada flavors. I think there's what, like coconut usually in colada? Yeah. Um, I do not like coconut in any, almost any form unless you like chopped it off of a tree and gave it to me there, then it's fine. But like any like But what would you do with it in that scenario? You eat it. You eat it and you drink it. Okay. Yeah. Have you never had like just fresh coconut? Nah. <laughs> oh, dude, it's wild. Like, like a coconut just falls from a tree and you just crack it open and just drink it and then just eat it? Like the insides? Yeah, okay. yeah you just you just eat the meat on the inside. It has a, it has the, the coconut water, like milk in there. It's yeah. pretty solid. Pretty yeah. solid. I will not say. A, not uh, a fan of coconut water. That's that's not me. So so I don't like just the straight up coconut water. Like you get like the bottles of or like the, the cups of it from like the grocery store. But uh I was in the, interestingly enough, I was in the Caribbean several years ago and uh, just at this little little beachside bar just hanging out and they uh, they were chopping coconuts for their uh, for their drinks, just fresh coconuts. And I just kind of walked over and they gave me one and then they gave me like eight shots of liquor to put inside of it, <laughs> straw. And boy, was that delicious. That's, so a, that's a different coconut experience. Okay. It was wild. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty wild. I, I felt so like tropical <laughs> and it was great but yeah i don't typically go for like 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 synthetic coconut flavors like or like you know even coconut cake coconut shakes anything like that i just i can't stand we'll say though this uh caribbean colada not bad yeah there's a there's a so it's like the pineapple and then coconut of course but there is like a like a caramel 
kind of sweetness to it as well. There's a it's almost like a spice chai aftertaste. Yeah, just a little bit of that that kind of spice with cream, just just a little bit on the on the exhale, and it's you know what it works, it works. Yeah, tossing in surprises, just like they did with the their mojito flavor. I was not expecting to have rum. Like obviously you have some rum inside a mojito, but inside the shisha flavor, most people just go for that that lime, that bright lime thing. But Fumari just whoop, switched it up real quick and dropped some mojito in there. But uh, yeah, definitely pina coladas. Um, I know on the customer service side and even on just requests that you uh, you all leave when you place an order, pina colada is definitely a flavor that is highly requested. And kind of leads me to my next question. Um, just kind of popular flavor requests at, at lounges. I feel like uh, that's something where you start to hear the same type of flavor requested often. I feel like for a hookah lounge, mint is definitely on that on that list of flavors. I, uh, yeah, for sure. I definitely so so for those of you that don't know, I've I before working at Hookah Dash Isha, I uh, I worked in hookah lounges for about four or five years. I want to say like four years. Um, kind of through college and everything, and uh, yeah, I think I've packed more like Sex on the Beach from Starbuzz than any other flavor in a lounge. Hmm. Just like that kind of like that tropical, almost quote unquote colada type flavor, mm-hmm. just crazy popular. All right, all right, crazy popular. It's so it's wild. So what if? What if you we had... brought it back? <laughs> what if? You had your own hookah lounge. Like, do you have like a like a theme that you would have in mind? Like, would it be like a would it be like a party lounge or would it be like a relaxation lounge? Uh, I'd probably have to go with a relaxation lounge. Um, ideally, uh, probably have just like a big comfy couch, uh, big screen TV. You know, kind of light music playing or the ability to just kind of watch like Netflix or something and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, use a B2 hookah definitely would be like a minimal, minimal type of, uh, uh, lounge. Not a lot of people, um, usually, you know, good equipment, B2, Regal, Starbuzz, anything like that. Uh, pretty much my ideal lounge is just my house. <laughs> I don't like people. So two, three but max. this is the yeah. what if scenario. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's how it would go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, definitely. definitely. This uh, lounge has a capacity of three people. We're full. So, sorry, we're full we're up. Full. <laughs> the owner can't handle too many people at one time. You got to go home. Yeah. The hours would just be 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Because that's all I have like the capacity for. Uh, that'd be awful. You have time for one and a half bowls. So no DJ for you? <laughs> definitely no DJ. No, I would definitely go go kind of pure relaxation lounge. Just, you know, have people just be able to kick it, like, on some comfy couches. Have some TVs around with some different shows on. You know, maybe, like, an Xbox or a PlayStation somewhere just to be able to, you know, have people chill, play, like, FIFA or Rocket League or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy, though. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't. I will say I would not serve food. Mm, okay. I know a lot of lounges serve food. Not that is from working in lounges and knowing just kind of the the you know even the cleanest hookah lounges or dirty hookah lounges. I would not want my food prepared anywhere near it. I was like, <laughs> well, in most I cases, I mean, that. I guess it depends on the spot, but they've got some some separate space for it. But would you have like I don't know, like packaged food or? Uh, I have like chips and stuff. Anything that I don't have to prepare. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like chips, candy. You know, 
sodas, just like canned or bottled sodas, stuff like that. But you know, nothing crazy. I I'd totally be down if people wanted to bring in food. I okay. wouldn't have any problem with that. But like, yeah, I would oh. not want to cook food on site. That is just too much. <laughs> too much. What about you? Um, I, I would definitely have TVs up, video games up. I feel like that's the the fun part, gaming and hookah. So uh, I feel like TVs, you know, on the walls, deck it out. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would definitely not a DJ lounge for sure. That's, you know, I can appreciate those type of lounges if that's, you know, your main goal. And, you know, when you go to that lounge, that's something that you can expect. But I could not be in that environment daily, like to have a concert DJ going every day. Definitely kind of like the uh, the YouTube chill wave playlist playing. <laughs> just, just lo-fi hip-hop radio yep. 24-7. Just like yep. that's the only thing. Uh, I, I would, dude, I will even say, I like even at relaxation lounges, you brought it up, like you're just like being in that environment daily would be a lot. Dude, from working in even the relaxation environment, it sucks. <laughs> it is it is a lot to handle it is yeah. it is it is it wears on you so listeners if you're at a lounge be nice to the employees because they're dealing with a lot <laughs> yeah the music can be relaxing but the stress the stress is still there so uh definitely keeping kind of a a open environment uh is definitely the key because you know I feel like there is a goal of having a nice lounge, but also trying to maximize the amount of money. So you try to maximize the amount of seating in there um, in this what if scenario. I'm really just going for comfort. So I'm really not going to have, you know, a big capacity lounge. It's just kind of just like you said, relaxation Um, food. I'm with you. Um, I'm going to do the package food. That's that's it. And uh, you can go get it yourself. We'll just add it to your bill. I'm not going to serve it to you. Just go up and get it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're the epitome of customer service. <laughs> um, but get yeah. it yourself. Couch, maybe a water bed for VIP, kind of just lounge. <laughs> Dude, that is a recipe for disaster. That takes one dropped coal <laughs> to just to ruin the flood whole thing. the place. <laughs> to just flood the place. Dude. No, no, no. We'll definitely try uh, maybe like a bean bag, you know, like a... Whatever those fluffy, fluffy bean bags are, dude, that's gonna go up in flames, man. This is a what if scenario. Fire isn't involved. <laughs> fire, <laughs> fire doesn't exist. Um, I don't believe in it. But definitely uh, donuts. Um, yeah, definitely donuts. Even though I don't eat donuts regularly, I feel like out of all of the hookah lounges I've been to, I've never been offered a donut. And okay, uh, hear me out. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a curveball here. Would you serve kolaches? Ooh, you know what? I haven't had a kolache in a very, very long time, but I am not against it. I am not against it. I'll go. With the I had kolache. a kolache for breakfast this morning. It was so good. <laughs> okay, I thought you had so this at a lounge good. or something. No, God, I wish. Like, okay. oh, if, if a lounge served kolaches to me, God, I would never leave. See, there you go. I already got a customer. I got a regular. There we a go. Regular. A regular. You better not charge me. <laughs> Um, as far as my hookahs, though, I would definitely use the hookahs that I'm using as my everyday. I would just be using a Regal. I would make that one-time investment and get a bunch of vitriables and uh, lotuses just so it could be the easiest, low-maintenance setup possible. And uh, yeah, you, you say that, but 
having to clean lotuses just constantly throughout the night, it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Pretty brutal. Yeah. I'm speaking from experience here. One of the lounges I worked at exclusively used lotuses. It uh it was great. It made things a lot easier in a lot of different ways. But the cleaning man, oh my <laughs> god, my like my hands were just destroyed after a night. I was like, okay, well, this is this was a mistake. So did y'all have more lotuses than, I guess, hookahs that you would use per night? Because I feel like if you had like a rotation to have like a fleet of lotuses to serve one night and have a whole set that's like has time to be cleaned and not a rushed manner. Yeah. So so I think we had like 30 some odd hookahs just like total. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't a huge place, so we didn't have to have like 100 or something. Um Still a decent size, though. But, uh, yeah, we had, like, 30-some-odd hookahs. Um, lotuses, we probably had more than 40. Okay. Less than 50, though, for sure. Okay. Um, so we had some on deck just just in case. But if it ever came down to a to situation where we just didn't have any more, I mean, we would just go, if somebody got, like, a repack or something like that, like, then it was only, whenever we ran out, it was just only because the place was packed and we were just hookah after hookah, you know, bowl after bowl type of thing. Mm-hmm. If we ran out and we needed to do a repack, we would just go snag the bowl off the hookah, you know, clean the lotus real quick and just kind of re just reuse it. Okay. So it worked out. It wasn't too bad. Alrighty. So here's the, the final hookah lounge question, or it might be the final hookah lounge question. You get to choose three brands to serve. Only what three? Brands? What brands? Oh, easy. Uh, I have mine already. Oh, same. We're gonna say no. We're not gonna say the same. I know it. No, we're definitely not. Uh, absolutely, Alfaker. Okay. Uh, always gotta have Alfaker in a lounge, um, even if it's just a handful of flavors. Um, kind of their big hitters like blueberry, double apple, things like that. Um, let's see. Definitely would have Tangiers. That is crazy popular. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, honestly, I would probably go with Pure Tobacco for, like, just the main. Okay. Yeah, they have a lot of really good just, like, single-note flavors that just work really well in a lounge. Um, They're easy to blend. You know, solid all around. Has good longevity. All right. That's uh, definitely going to be different than what I was going to say. Because (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, Alfaka for sure. So we're we're one-on-one on that. But uh, from there, I'm going with Starbuzz, and okay. uh, definitely just because I, I, I like their flavors. That's that's definitely one of my favorite brands. I would definitely be serving things that I smoke on the regular. So my third would be Trifecta. So it would be the, the Trifecta of flavors. Um, okay. <laughs> would be, uh, yeah, Alfaker, Starbuzz, Trifecta. Definitely have some P3. I feel like uh, that is... P3 is a sour Skittles flavor. If you've never had it, it is what I call the hookah lounge flavor. Um, I feel like that is, you could serve a, you could operate a whole lounge on just that flavor. It's very, very powerful. It's very fruity and it's, it's sour Skittles. You know, if you offered someone that just walking in, I've never had hookah before. What flavor would you recommend or what's something I could try? And just like, would do you like sour Skittles or Skittle flavors? Boom, done right there put it in the vitria super easy and then you're done you just you sit back and chill so i know you said last hookah lounge question but that actually brings up a uh kind of a a branch off of that i just dropped my tongs don't worry about that um yeah branch (laughs) off of a kind of a similar question uh you have four flavors 
to serve in a hookah lounge. Which ones do you pick? Uh, mint. Okay. Uh, peach. Okay. Blueberry orange. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I would probably go with uh, I would definitely have blue mist, double apple. Um, I would have to have a mint. Yep. And then I would probably go with uh, probably either P3 or Spice Chai from Fumari. Yeah. Just to get those dessert smokers. As you were saying your flavors, I realized I just went with like flavor profiles. (laughs) True. Uh, But it's fine. I mean, yeah, I'd I'd still probably just stick with that. I feel like you could do quite a bit. I mean, if I were to stick with an actual flavor, I might just do like mint, peach, blueberry p3 i feel like you could cover a lot of the market with those yeah yeah like you could people would be fine with with just those flavors <laughs> uh yeah for a tan I, I don't think i would serve tangiers just because i wouldn't smoke it um the person's gonna be there for a while because the tangier session <clears throat> is gonna last a long time and i'm gonna be like okay time to go buddy <laughs> dude you say that but we serve tan- uh, tangiers at the old hookah and beyond lounge mm-hmm. easily the most popular thing that that was ever smoked there like people went nuts over it they never had anything like it and it was just like probably half the bowls we served were tangiers wow All yeah right. it's a it was a huge money maker for us it was crazy good damn yeah even though even though it lasts a while i mean people would either just get repacks and just want to try new flavors or they would like get one bowl of it in their like group Try it and be like, okay, cool. Let's get a second one and just get like hookah <laughs> after hookah. And it's like, oh, okay, like, sure. Yeah, Tangier's big money maker in lounge, especially if it's like in an area where there's not a lot of like flavor avail- availability. I know, like out, out in California, I'm sure Tangier's is a standard in most lounges, but uh, out in Tennessee, where this lounge was, uh, yeah, you didn't really have Tangier's anywhere. So it was definitely that new kind of shock and that new. Uh, new uh new kind of brand love that people were given and just flew off the shelf yeah i feel like for the tangiers i know that we have some people that call in and ask you know tangiers and they want to get tangiers for a hookah lounge but if you've never had tangiers then serving tangiers is going to be difficult (laughs) because if you can't pack the bowl you should not be serving it um i know a lot of people you know want to try a flavor at a lounge first so definitely if your customers are requesting some flavors make sure you know how to pack that flavor so they have the best experience and if you need to learn how to pack it just give us a call yeah i think i've got a video on packing cane mint it's not as crazy it's really not that hard to pack tangiers it's really not yeah there are some conspiracy theories out there that tangiers might be the most difficult shisha to prepare and manage but i promise you put it in a bowl dense pack it like I said, we've got a video on how to do it, but it is not hard, and you can smoke it very easily. It's it's definitely not as hard as it used to be, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. N- no acclamations. So speaking of conspiracy theories... Oh gosh, what's up? The Titanic was an inside job. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. Definitely an inside job. You can't convince me otherwise. But I mean... It was an insurance scam, I know it. But who got paid out on it? Uh, I don't know, probably the dude who owned the boat, who I don't actually believe was on the uh, on the ship when it when it uh, set sail. He was just like, all right, I'm going to put this little cardboard cutout 
And I'm a dip. And a, and a bunch and a bunch of rich people got off that boat. So maybe all their uh, all their jewels and all their possessions, you know, insurance scam. Like you're you're setting sail on the largest cruise ship of its you know at the time, and bunch of rich people, bunch of luxurious things, and you pick like the Arctic to go sailing through. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Who would do that? Doesn't make any sense, Sean. I've got one uh, conspiracy theory that I did not participate in because I, I believe the theory to be too true was the uh, 10 year challenge, the, the social challenge, uh, where you basically just posted a picture of yourself from 10 years ago and then you post a picture of yourself now. And uh, I read something that they were basically using that, uh, they were basically using those pictures for facial recognition software. And people were making it very easy for them because they were just grabbing all these pictures of 10-year comparisons of real-life people. And then so they were just taking our photos and programming computers to to do that. And I was just like, nah, uh, I'm not, I'm not I'm going good. for that. Yeah, I'm not I'm going good. for that one. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I didn't participate in that because I don't do social media. I didn't even think about that, though. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. I mean, that's where you get a lot of these, you know, pictures for, or that's where they would get a lot of these pictures for facial recognition and training AI systems because it's uh, it's very interesting. I saw like kind of like a side by side progression of just the AI robots uh, and their running uh, and how they used to get around walls and whatnot. And they started off like super slow, like a couple years ago, and then it moved to the point where they could jump. And now it's like they're sprinting and rolling and moving past walls. And I'm just like, what's going to happen like four years from now? <laughs> no, dude, robots freak me out, man. Like the, it's going to be Terminator by the end of the end of the end of the decade, man. I yeah. Know, like, I don't it's know. crazy. Yeah. A lot of scientists actually got together like scientists, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Bill Gates, like a uh, lot of wealthy people all kind of signed this paper or this document urging uh, the AI development to not be used for any sort of warfare. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I feel like it's like, yeah, you signed it, but it's not like a law. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's not like please. part of the Geneva Convention. It's, it's like it's just like yeah, you a bunch of nerds got together and we're like, yeah, we won't do that. <laughs> Governments though. Uh... Like we just tried it. We just had to try it. We just wanted to see what would happen. And Listen, we saw Terminator as kids, and it was awesome. So we just decided to go for it. I'm just wondering what they're going to do with all these different old bones that they keep finding. And they're like, maybe we can bring back the woolly mammoth. Doesn't everyone want a woolly mammoth? And we're like, eh. I mean, like they saw Jurassic Park, right? Eh. Yeah. Like, like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> There's a lot of things that have been seen, and they're like, still, no, let's try it. I mean, that was a movie. We won't know what it'll be like in real life. <laughs> so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally, like, they're like, we could bring dinosaurs back to life. And I'm like, just watch, watch Jurassic Park, and then I'll explain why it's not a good idea. Please. It's like, please. what would we do with it, though? It's like, you bring it back, and then do you release into the wild? No. They're going to put it in... A zoo, or it's gonna be like nah, battle, battle Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> we don't need you, tanks. We have T Rexes. Are you gonna train it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you not see Chris Pratt? Oh yeah, you trained some raptors. Come on, it's possible. Yeah, Maybe that's, use that's a factual movie. <laughs> that's a factual movie. 
<laughs> do you have any oh, other uh, conspiracies out there for the listeners? Oh, dude, I have so many. I love conspiracy theories. They're like, I, I, dude, I like get off on them. They're so great. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I think uh, I oh uh, tin foil manufacturers like aluminum foil. Yeah, I, I think they purposely manufacture like the rolls of tin foil in like weird sizes. Because, so you're forced to, like, that don't really fit anything. Like, the sizes don't fit anything. Right. Like, well. So you you ultimately have to end up using, like, more than one sheet. Like, when was the last time that you used the correct amount of tinfoil for anything? Uh. Like, where you didn't have to tear some off and throw it away. You didn't have to, like, wrap it under the pan or anything like that. Where it was just, like, the sheet that you tore was just, like, a good size. Right, so I think I've made so many errors in being short that now I just overdo it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like well, I'm, I don't think I've ever like on my like baking pan. I, you pull out a sheet like we'll make ribs and we'll like put a pull out a sheet and it's not wide enough to fit on the pan. So I end up having to do like two sheets and there's a bunch of leftover. <laughs> Even when like packing a bowl, I tear off like the smallest pot like like possible width i can but there's so much left over that i'm just like all right gotta tear all this off throw it away like nah 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 Nah. and i feel like that's the same way with like the uh i think we brought this up earlier it might have not been on the podcast but uh detergent caps and the lines being a little bit higher than what you actually need to use but it's just so you can get more detergent you use more (sighs) bastards (laughs) they got you they got, they got me again. It's, I it's always like follow sm- that like measurement guideline, and now I've now I feel like it's a lie. It's the long con. I feel like it's a uh, for the price that you pay for the detergent. Though one thing that does trip me out is like when you're on Facebook and you see like, and I don't know how many. Well, you said you don't use social media too much, so this might be something that I see often. Uh, but I'm in a lot of the um, like local <clears throat> buy and trade groups. Uh, so it's kind of like the online garage sales, but yeah, definitely a lot of people are selling uh, detergent, and I get it. Some people are the coupon mania people, and they they've have too much detergent because they use their coupon nice. But then other people are like cutting their detergent with water, and there's like YouTube videos where they actually bust people that have like large organizations of just watered down detergent. What? <laughs> yes, that they're selling. And, uh, yeah, they get busted for it. It's crazy. Like, they go out there and they test it. They have test kits and all this stuff. It's it's wild. It's very, That's very amazing. wild. That's amazing. Yeah. I, one, I would have never thought that detergent would be sold on, like, uh, like a marketplace. Yeah. Just, like, like Craigslist. And I've never <laughs> been on Craigslist, and it's been like, I have detergent. Come buy some. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's that's wild. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. You know what you can't convince me otherwise of? What? Long John Silver's is a is a money laundering front. <laughs> like I I I I don't know where this is coming from, but at the same time, I I see Long John Silver's like around here, but I've never seen anyone eat Long John Silver's. I've been to many states, Sean, and I've lived in you know poor country towns where like the only restaurants are fast food i lived in big cities where there's a bunch of stuff and there's always long john silvers all over the place and i've never seen anybody go into long john silvers there's never been cars in the parking lot there's there's maybe like one for the one person who works there but like 
I've never seen people eat there. I've never seen them do any business. I mean, like right down the road from from me is a Whataburger next to a Long John Silver's. And I've literally been into that Whataburger. And there's been the employees of that Long John Silver's <laughs> just hanging out in the Whataburger, like not at the job. I'm just like, <laughs> are you guys gonna like work and they're like yeah we don't we don't need to i mean nobody comes in and just like how do they make money it's like uh breaking no bad way. it's uh it's the uh the chicken brothers restaurant exactly loco it's a drug front that's all it is yeah long john yeah. silvers is a drug front i mean the they're all only connected thing by tunnels there. under the ground <laughs> every single one is connected connected by a tunnel oh my god that's incredible that's incredible. You gotta go see HR downstairs. <laughs> yeah. It's just in a basement tunnel. Like. Yeah. And uh, oh my God. they're usually connected to those A&Ws on occasion. And, uh, they are. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think that's part of it. They're it's... in on it. Because A&Ws, I assume they just sell root beer. I mean, right though? Like, that's... <laughs> like, A&W doesn't have food, I don't think. I'm pretty no. sure they just partnered the root beer with Long John Silver's. <laughs> Just in case you needed uh, some root beer with your fish and chips. <laughs> Just in case you needed some root beer with your drugs. <laughs> yep. Uh, can I get a root beer float, some hush puppies, and a little bit of meth? Just a little bit. Just a little bit of meth. Just a little. On the side. Just on. The, just a little cup of meth on the side. <laughs> All right. Now it's oh feeling like we, uh, we've we made it to the end of the podcast. Oh, my God. Let's wrap this up, man. Yeah, let's let the people know what we learned in hookah uh don't forget to restock flavors then you'll be <laughs> stuck with one flavor in your bowl and you know if you're if you're somebody who likes one flavor that's cool but i like to mix stuff and i didn't get to do that today so restock your flavors don't wait till the last minute or you know don't forget your shisha somewhere so you're not able to smoke <laughs> um make sure that you have a fresh burner i don't think i've brought this up before and if i have we're only on episode seven, and I'm repeating myself, so uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Is this episode seven? It yeah, is episode, episode seven. seven. Okay, okay. Continuing. Uh, check your burner, because, um, you know, after a while, a burner can die out, and you might not know it. You know, it, it still might light your coals. It's just taking a lot longer, and, you know, some people start to get used to that timing, and then it gives them more time to pack their bowl, but then some people, their bowl is already ready, and then they're sitting there wondering why their coals are taking too long, and you might blame the charcoal itself and just think, man, this charcoal just takes forever to light, and then if it takes too long, it might not heat up properly, and then you have some unlit charcoal, but once you bring in a new burner, things change just a little bit, and I, I recently just picked up a, a new burner, and I I feel like I, I just got another burner, but uh, turns out I was wrong. It had been a while since I got a burner because I turned that new one on and poof, it was instant, instant charcoal. So uh, every once in a while, just go ahead and uh, swap your burner out. Just I actually have a story about, about burners now. Mm-hmm. So back before I worked at Hukadashisha, um, I would, uh, back when I lived in Tennessee, I would uh, go to my friend's place and we'd smoke out in the garage uh, while we like worked on cars and stuff. And uh, the burner that he had, dude, I swear to God, that thing was like three years old. Usually burners like crap out on me, like, you know, a couple, probably six months, you know, that's like, okay, cool, time to replace it type of thing. Dude, his was going for like three years and it wasn't good. 
it took like 45 minutes to light coals. <laughs> I swear to God. It'd be like, uh, cool, put coals on and we'll pack a bowl in an hour. And it was just, I don't know why we never replaced it. I mean, burners only cost like 10, 20 bucks. It's not like yeah. we couldn't afford it. It was just like, hey, do you think we should get a new burner? Nah. And we just nah. moved on. We just we just dealt with it. <laughs> the coals still get lit, so nah. They nah. get they get lit eventually. It's fine. Yeah, definitely, definitely change out your burner. And I'll throw out this uh, this last little rookie thing just as a little laugh and just show the progression of at least my hookah journey. When I first started using natural charcoal, I was not sure what I had, people. I was not sure what I had with me, and I put it on my stove and. I waited, and once the uh, corner started to glow just a little bit, I took it off. And I just thought, you know, just like my quick lights, it would continue to ignite. And so I put it on my bowl and just started puffing and puffing and puffing and puffing and nothing nothing really happened. So then I took it off and put it back on the burner and waited longer. And then it got so hot that flames were, you know, around the coals, which I'm sure you've seen before. When you, you know, leave the charcoal in there too long. It's not a bad thing. It, it does happen. But for me, seeing that for the first time, I was like, I'm not putting this on my bowl. That's just going to burn the heck out of the bowl. So then <laughs> I just put it underwater and switched back to my quick lights. And I didn't use natural coals for a while because I wasn't sure what I had or how to light them. But Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, we all we all come... We all come a long way. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is a very accurate statement. We we all start somewhere, and we all you know come a long way at our own pace. Yeah, because I was looking at that coal, and I was just like, "What is going on? It's on fire! Like I can't <laughs> I can't use this. I'm putting it's water, water. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! You just I feel like you just like fire extinguisher your burner. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was like, man, like, I just got some natural coals and they were like with like coconut or something. They caught fire. It was crazy. And that's what I'm telling my friends. Like, don't use coconut coals. Like, those things are weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. We should, uh, maybe, maybe uh, an episode here in the near future, we might have to talk about our, uh, kind of go in depth on how, you know, our beginnings in hookahs and, and hookah and, you know, kind of our, our progression along the way and mm-hmm. kind of just, uh, you know, kind of give an insight into our uh, our past experiences and hopefully y'all can learn from our mistakes. Oh, yeah. But on that note, <laughs> this has been Episode 7 of the Hookadashisha Podcast. Episode 7. Siete. CFA? No, Siete. Oh, Siete. I thought you said CFA. I was like, what does that stand for? <laughs> Catch a... Uh, no, mm. uh, catch you for another one. But, where's, but the, the one yeah is, is a what? But the <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can catch our uh, blog on the Hukadashisha blog, which is www.hukadashisha.com backslash hookah love new. You can find this episode, more information about this episode, and all the equipment that we're using in today's episode. Um, we don't have any ads, but we'd like to thank our moms for having us because without them, we wouldn't have this podcast that you're listening to. Happy and I'd, like to, th- day. And I'd <laughs> like to thank my cat for not being a dick and meowing through the whole thing. Nice, nice. Yeah, I so. won't have to edit that out. <laughs> Dude, I think it's actually not... I don't think it's backslash. You've been saying backslash. I think it's forward slash. Oh, you are right. <laughs> it's been bothering me the past couple episodes. 
I was like, should I say you something? You pick now but I'm to gonna... say it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick now. Listen, it's late. I'm tired. Like I don't okay. have the capacity. So www. Who could dash shisha? Wait, w. www.hookadashisha.com forward slash hookah love new. Catch you next time. <laughs> Talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>